Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and from the Holy Spirit who calls, gathers, enlightens, sanctifies, and keeps us in the one true faith until that glorious reappearing of our great God and King Jesus Christ. Amen. This past Wednesday night, I sat in on the very end of Miss Leanne's confirmation class. And they were discussing the early chapters of Genesis. Do you remember this, fifth and sixth graders? Okay, yeah, I see some nods. That's great. All right. So you all might remember, I got to catch the rest of the room up now, okay? Fifth and sixth graders. All right. So you all might remember Cain and Abel and how that turned out not great for Abel and also not great for Cain. You see, after Adam and Eve sinned against God and they were kicked out of the Garden of Eden, they were promised that their offspring, they would have an heir, a male heir, who would crush the serpent's head. So when Eve gives birth to her firstborn son, Cain, this is the serpent crusher. This is the one. And instead, he crushes his brother. He went the exact opposite direction, and he killed his brother Abel. And I mentioned this story to make this point. God's plan of salvation has always involved sending the one who would save us to us. We wouldn't be able to figure this out on our own. God was always going to have to send us our Savior. It's a person. It's a son who will save you. And on this Sunday, we celebrate the ways that God's missionary work continues among us. God's plan is a missionary plan. God is on mission to save you and me and to save the world. And this is LWML Sunday, Lutheran Women's Missionary League Sunday. We celebrate the ways that God's missionary work continues among us. Thousands of years ago, King David wrote a song that God's people have continued to sing and will continue to sing after all of us are long gone and have, we have joined the church triumphant. We're going to be singing this forever. So I hope you like it. I hope you learn to like it. Open up ancient gates. Open up ancient doors and let the king of glory come in. Who is the king of glory? Yahweh. Or the Lord with all caps. Strong and mighty. The Lord invincible in battle. Open up ancient gates. Open up ancient doors and let the king of glory enter. It's a chorus. Right? It's a refrain. Just like on Christ the solid rock I stand all over the ground to sinking sand. Right? That's the idea of a chorus isn't a new thing. Turns out it's thousands of years old. Here they are singing it in this psalm. Open up ancient doors and let the king of glory enter. Who is the king of glory? The Lord of heaven's armies. And why is this our song? Because as we just sang, Christ is the only solid rock upon which we can build our lives. Everything else, good health, wealth, status, good reputation, business success, things seeming to go your way, that's all sinking sand. Because eventually, if you've, especially if you've ever built a sandcastle or a structure on a beach, man, that's a fun way to spend an afternoon. But eventually, the tide's going to come in. The wave action is going to slowly make that thing crumble. And then all that work is going to be for nothing by the end of the day, sometimes by the end of the afternoon. Everything besides Jesus Christ is sinking sand. He is our only hope. So we need him to come and fight for us, strong and mighty, invincible in battle. So let's work through this. Christ came to us in the incarnation. Christ comes to us in word and sacrament, and Christ is coming again. 
right? Those kind of our three guideposts. First of all, Christ came to us in the incarnation. Did you know, especially kids in the room, did you know we're only 78 days away from Christmas? 78 days until Christmas. It's coming fast. That, there's a thumbs down back there. Wow. Okay. Well, bah humbug already. It's okay. It's all right. You better get appearance of all these kids who are excited about Christmas. We're not excited about Christmas. You better get your meal plans. You better get your travel plans. Whose house are we going to? Which side of the family are we going to first? Are we doing something on the 24th? Are we doing, well, you better be here on the 24th because we're having 7 p.m. service led by the children. But after that or before that, what about Boxing Day if, you're, if you celebrate? I mean, we do. My wife's Canadian. We celebrate Boxing Day. Um, or maybe your family gathering is going to be that weekend afterward because this year Christmas Eve is on a Sunday. So, by the way, mark your calendars. There's not going to be Sunday morning worship on Christmas Eve. We're just going to come together at 7 p.m. on Christmas Eve for our Lord's Day gathering, and then we'll have Christmas Day morning worship after that, okay? Don't worry. You'll see that in the calendar, too. This is the sermon. Let's go back to the sermon. The planning. Oh, you might already be stressed out. You might be saying, Pastor, you could have at least waited until 50 days away from Christmas to tell me I, I got to get the wheels running on this stuff. But along with all that, let me remind you now, before Thanksgiving, before Halloween even, of the reason that we celebrate this holiday, and I'm going to use some really old poetry to do it, and you'll, you'll probably recognize this. Of the Father's love begotten, ere the worlds began to be, he is Alpha and Omega, he the source, the ending, he. Of the things that are, that have been, that ever shall be, this is Jesus. Oh, that birth forever blessed, when the virgin full of grace, by the Holy Ghost conceiving, bore the Savior of our race. <sighs> now, I'm just kind of soft, I suppose, in my old age. But I get weepy just saying those words, just thinking about that. The Alpha and the Omega, conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, as the Savior of our race. And the babe, the world's redeemer, first revealed his little sacred face. This is he whom seers in old time chanted of with one accord, whom the voices of the prophets promised in their faithful word. Now he shines, the long expected. Let creation praise its Lord. We're only 78 days away. I can hardly wait. Jesus Christ came to us in the incarnation. Now, after his crucifixion and resurrection, Christ ascended to the Father where he now waits to come again. But he didn't leave us as orphans. He gave us the Holy Spirit, who works in and through the church, as the small catechism says. The Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith. In the same way, he calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it with Jesus Christ in the one true faith. In this Christian church, he daily and richly forgives all my sins and the sins of all believers. The, listen to all this stuff the Holy Spirit does for us week in and week out. Day in and day out. He daily rich, richly forgives all our sins. And on the last day, he will raise up me and all the dead and will give eternal life to me and to all believers in Christ. In the routine rhythms of our life together as a congregation, in our Sunday morning worship services, in Sunday school, in Bible study, in Wednesday night confirmation, in the things that we do that just feel like, oh, it's Sunday morning, I better get to church. <laughs> something cosmic is happening. Something supernatural is happening. The God who created the universe in the person of the Holy Spirit is working on you. 
is enlightening you, is gathering you together with the one true church all across the earth. Your sins are forgiven. The ancient gates and doors that would keep us away from God. Open up, you ancient gates. Open up, you doors, and let the King of glory come in. He comes in in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. He comes in on Wednesday nights over in the youth center. He comes in in the meeting room when we have Bible study. Every time we gather. Through our baptism, through our nurturing in the church, through receiving our first Bibles, through confirmation, through coming to church after that. Services, Bible studies, God's word is applied to us by the Holy Spirit's power. And you'll notice, or I'll read this again for you. At the very end of Martin Luther's explanation from the small catechism about what the Holy Spirit does, the very end of that paragraph goes like this. On the last day. Because we don't just run around this circle forever and ever and ever. There is a beginning and an end to history, and we are now somewhere in the middle. I think we're close to the end. I pray we're close to the end, but the church has been praying that for 2,000 years. Come, Lord Jesus. There's this hymn that we're going to sing in a few weeks called For All the Saints. Because All Saints Sunday is the first Sunday in November. And this hymn gives us a glorious picture of Christ's return. After five stanzas depicting the fight of faith, which you can just look up in your hymnal, because I'm not going to read all five of those for you. We pick it up here at the promise of rest in Jesus when believers die now. The golden evening brightens in the west. Soon, soon to faithful warriors cometh rest. Sweet is the calm of paradise the blessed. Alleluia, alleluia. Jesus says, oh, I got to be careful who I look at when I'm preaching because sometimes I'll just start crying. I should have you all come up here once and try this so you understand. It's okay. We'll make it together. The thief on the cross next to Jesus, when he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. The reason that we, we say sweet is the calm of paradise, the blessed is because Jesus said to him today, this afternoon before supper time, friend, we're, you're going to be with me in paradise. That's the name for the place where all your loved ones are now with Jesus. It's paradise. It's not the new heaven and the new earth. The resurrection of the dead has not happened yet. There is going to be a new creation that we will all witness together. And just like the nation of Israel crossed over the river Jordan into the promised land in the Old Testament, we all, as the true Israel, God's chosen people, his holy nation of priests called out of darkness into his wonderful light, will cross over the true river Jordan into the true promised land made for us, where we will live and walk in endless light. Because Jesus has come, all who die believing in him now go to be with him in paradise. At every graveside service, we lay our loved one's bodies in the earth in the hope that that's not where they're going to be forever. We close up the ancient door, the ancient gate of the earth from which we were made. Right? God made Adam out of the dust of the earth. On Ash Wednesday, we say, from dust you have come, and to dust you shall return. 
We close the grave over them in the hope of the resurrection, but on the yet more glorious day, more glorious than them going to be with Jesus in paradise, it's glorious because nobody grieves on this day to come. The king of glory opens up the doors of our graves. This hymn for all the saints, the next stanza goes like this, but lo, there breaks a yet more glorious day. The saints triumphant rise in bright array. I hope you like white, because I think we all might be wearing it. I don't know if we're all going to look like this. We might just be glowing with the glory that is ours in the resurrection. The king of glory passes on his way. Psalm 24, the theme for the day, right here in this hymn, the promise of the resurrection. Jesus came to us in the incarnation. Jesus comes to us now, and Jesus is coming again. So now... What about other people? Well, how does Jesus come to other people? That's not really the right verb. How does Jesus go to other people? Through you. Through me. Remember, God is a missionary God. His church is a missionary church. It's not my job to go out there and evangelize everybody in this community. They're probably going to listen to you more than they're going to listen to me. 86% of people who attend church in this study where the options were, I saw it on Facebook. I got a mailer. The pastor invited me. A friend invited me. Of all the people who responded to that who went to church, 86% said they went because a friend invited them. You. He's commissioned us, our Lord Jesus, to not only be receivers of God's gospel, but sharers of the gospel. Within the Trinity, the three persons, before time began, somehow they knew this plan of how they were going to save us. They knew we were going to have to be saved. And how did they save us? We're going to go to them. The scriptures in the book of Revelation talk about Jesus as the lamb slain from the foundation of the earth. The plan was always for God to, excuse me, come to us. And we are the church of that slain and risen lamb. And our task is no different. How are our neighbors going to be saved? How is the world going to find out? This love and this peace, this purpose, this hope for the future, our anchor that holds within the veil, how how are other people going to come to find out about this? It's you. The cavalry isn't coming, friends. You are the cavalry. God has put you in the lives of your family and your friends, your classmates in school, your teammates, the people you work with. You will go to them. We tell the world that the King of Glory has come to save us. And he did it by being born of the Virgin Mary and dying for you and for me. We invite people to come receive week in and week out as the King of Glory opens the gates and comes to us through his word, through the sacraments, with love and forgiveness and peace and joy. And we bring light and hope to the world as we wait. We model a response to the fallenness and the violence and the sorrows of this world by hoping not that 
in a few centuries, humans will all just evolve to have a more sophisticated understanding, and we're just all going to get over racism, and we're just all going to get over prejudice, and we're all going to get over class disputes, and we're going to just figure out the economy, and we're going to figure out renewable energy, and we're going to make heaven on earth. No, no, no. Sin is here to stay until Jesus comes back, and so that's what we're hoping for. That just as Christ came, Christ came for us once 2,000 years ago, and he comes to us now in the church that he is coming again. To unravel sin and the curse and sadness and death forever. On this LWML Sunday, may we remember that we join the mission of God by sharing with others what we ourselves have received. If you don't know what to say exactly, you don't know how to start this conversation, just ask them if they've got plans for Sunday morning. Just invite them to come. Invite them to come to our Fall Fest next week. Invite them to come to Croctober. You'll, read a, you'll hear about that in the announcements. Because they're going to listen to you in a way that they won't listen to anyone else. May the whole world come to know the gospel of Jesus Christ, the King of glory who died who has risen and who is coming again. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.